Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT Podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bala here's a performer. Oh, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. <laughs> and we're here to give you our professional, professional, professional review on RuPaul's, RuPaul's Drag, Drag Race Season 14. 14. So, let's raise a glass a and start spilling the GNT. Clink. Hello, Tom. Hello, Paula. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Hello, world. <laughs> Are you brown cow stunning? <laughs> Are you? When you wake up in the morning, why did that come into my head, Monique? When you wake up in the morning. Hello, world, innit? Yeah, she goes, hello, hello, America. Stunning. Hello, world. <laughs> I got, Are you brown cow? Anyway, everyone, welcome back to Spilling the GNT. Beep, beep, yeah, that's it. Beep, beep. Spilling the bits of podcast. Uh, it's been a rat. <laughs> Spilling the GNT podcast, as you know, it's a live review format where we watch it live mm-hmm. and review it in that indeed. format. So I uh, <laughs> just thought I'd spell it just out for spell you. Spell it out. Anybody who doesn't know, uh, it's like a little viewing party. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. And we're your hosts, Dr. Tom here and uh, Paolo. Not just your hosts, but your, your companions. What are you drinking today? So. What are you drinking today? Oh, just whatever open bottle we had lying around, to be honest. <laughs> um, it's a lovely glass of red Diablo. It's my favourite red. I'm having me a bit of a not gin today, but vodka. Oh, vodka, vodka and vodka. lime diet coke because that, that's what we had. That's what we had, and mm. that's what we go for. To be fair, we've got plenty in. <laughs> There's plenty else in. We got so much. We had a, just... I, I had a cosmopolitan yesterday evening. It was lovely. Thank you for that. The thing is, um, I wanted Diet Coke, and Diet Coke and gin is just not a thing. No. Oh, so that's why I put in vodka. Yeah. 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 It's crucial. If so, if I it's crucial to drinking, get the concoction right. It's crucial. It's pivotal. It's vital. Uh, instrumental. If I saw somebody drinking Diet Coke with gin, I think I'd start to become suspicious of them as a person. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't trust them. No. No, that that's awkward. That's weird. So, sorry, any of our listeners out there, if you enjoy that beverage... Um, unsubscribe. <laughs> um, gonna, unsubscribe, <laughs> unfollow. Uh, we don't... That, that's not... Encouraged here. We're open to hearing more about why you would abuse yourself in this yeah. way. That's called but... self-harming. Tom, do you want to talk about self-harming from well, a psychiatry kind of a, a In level? this context, I would worry about that person's self-esteem if yeah. they were drinking <laughs> um, gin and Diet Coke. But anyway, it's good to be back. We've been um, we're back on twice we a week now. We have been... This, is, this has been a factory line of podcasts in the mm-hmm. last week. You guys have been bombarded with excellence. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. Sorry, sorry, everybody. Sorry for, sorry for the excellent uh, podcast you've been receiving for free. Um, no, you know, um, we've been getting so much lovely feedback about the the episodes with Joe Harwood. Yeah. So good uh, and so enjoyable. Like yesterday, I was thinking, oh, this time last week we were doing a podcast with Joseph Harwood, oh. and I've been listening to them, and I think they're some of the best we've ever done. Do you done. ever say, oh, this is this time last week I was with Bolo doing a podcast? Has that, in the last two and a um, half years, Doctor? Has that ever come yeah, to mind? Maybe I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> Let's have a recap on last week. Now, last week, let's just remind everyone we had to say goodbye to Alyssa Hunter. We did. Did we didn't agree with the elimination? Oh, absolutely I th- not. I think, in retrospect, she probably. I mean, I actually enjoyed her performance because I thought that she was just going for this like parody of Jada Sophia, and that's basically what she was told to do. And that's what the show pushes a lot of the Latin queens into. No, no, no. Well. I, I think I, even I said, I said that she was in the room. We were you watching didn't it. like her. No, I, yeah. there was something about it that was just too... There's just a, a certain way of acting that is so forced and so like beyond amateur where it is 
it's it's kind of cringe to watch people doing, and like I've said it before. There's a certain way of acting with RuPaul's Drag Race. They have their own style of acting, and yeah. it's that really you have to overact so much, and it's really hard to to know when someone's doing it right. But when someone does do overacting right, you just feel that it's good. Do you know it'd be so interesting if they brought in actual directors sometimes. Instead of like Michelle and Carson, much as I love them, they're not directors, are they? No. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. James no. Cameron, they are not. Uh, it's, it's anyway. So, um, the lip sync with Alyssa Hunter and Kerry Colby, as and I will say it again. I said it last week. I want to say it again that Alyssa Hunter was wrongfully sent home. She was, and we saw it in the edit as well because they made such a big deal out of that stupid money gun thing. When the rest of the time, she was killing it. Yeah, and I love Kerry, and I don't actually think Kerry should have been in the bottom, but she was too self conscious about her dress to perform competently in the lip sync. Unfortunately, she survived that lip sync. She I don't even thrive. think that's. I'm gonna be honest. I don't even think that's it. Well, let's wait and see. I mean, you know, that might be the last time she lip syncs. But if she lip I don't again, even think it was. Oh, she was worried about the dress. I can think of a million ways I could work. <laughs> Look, listen to me. Never done drag in my life. Never worn a gown. And here's me telling someone who has well, how to do the, it. The first time in our podcast history, you are sitting there in a sort of chiffon kind of long train piece, aren't you? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I would demonstrate. If you guys had video, you would. <laughs> what I'm saying is that that wasn't there because what I did see her do in the gown, I'm just thinking, uh Hmm. Her best bit was like a runway walk. She did like she did. a roly poly and then side. You know that roly poly kick and roly poly <laughs> kick. She did that. And I'm like, why would you be doing that? What? How was. But you're well, right. She should not have been there in the first place. And like, Kerry should not have been there. No, she there. should not. There, there were other girls who, who shone less. And, yeah. and again, overall, I actually thought the challenges were really strong last week. And it was hard to to pick out people. All I thought, there were some people who faded into the background. But Kerry wasn't one of those people. No. But anyway, I think we're... Um, I also feel the wind should have gone to Deja. Deja was that's my just, person. That's just my actually, opinion. I think, like, for the sake of creating, like, an open playing field and not creating, like, a runaway front runner at the very beginning, yes, I would have been really, really happy if Deja got it because I think she's shone. You know what that tells me? That tells me that they don't have Deja they Sky. They don't Deja. Yeah, they don't have Deja Sky pinned as one of the, the front runners, so they couldn't give her one. You know what? It's really, um, this is really reminiscent of Canada season two mm-hmm. of Eve 6000. Oh, when totally. Eve 6000 did so good that uh, on the episode of the acting challenge, and they didn't give her that win. That for me, yeah. immediately, that told me, oh, she's it's not in the car. For yeah, her yeah, yeah. To go too far, she's not featuring. She, yeah, she, they're not featuring her. Thankfully, the same though, thing has the same thing is happening to Deja. They're not featuring her. She should have won last week. Thankfully for you, six thousand though, she got a trick up her sleeve. see you coming, coming. <laughs> that is iconic. She's left a mark. That, We're still talking oh, about that. Her. Is iconic. Don't ever say you're a singer. Don't take that off your CV. Take that off your resume. (laughs) Take that off your performance portfolio. That is not one of your skills. You you know, on um, on UK versus the world, if Jane J.K. had done reveals as good as uh, Eve Six (laughs) Thousand, she wouldn't have been in the bottom. Reveliana, she just channeled Reveliana. Oh, now could could we just take a little moment? Just think about kind of we're at that pivotal um, first four episodes bit now. No, we're not there yet. We're not there yet because like the first two episodes were really one. We're not there. Like it or not, we've we've had four winners. So well, actually, we've had three winners. We've had four wins. So Angeria, Willow, and Cornbread. 
I, I, one of those girls statistically will be the winner. Well, the gag is we find out the, today that Cornbread is out. So we're on to the episode now. Yeah. Okay. The episode. Cornbread is out. So this is a gag. So poor Cornbread has pulled a Victoria Scone. She's pulled a Eureka. And she's hurt a ligament in her leg. Um, she said when she was throwing herself around in the comedy challenge, she as a, rolled around. As, as, as a health practitioner amongst myself, mm-hmm. practitioner, that's what they call us. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, as someone for me who, who works and wants to work in health and all of that, mm. I do want to say that a lot of the girls who are having to leave the competition, all of them have been plus-size queens, have been queens who may- maybe they they haven't built the right muscles or the strength in certain parts for them to do the moves that in the moment they throw themselves into. For example, like a small girl can risk it and fall off something. She can risk it and, and, and jump and land on her knees. She It won't be the same impact on her joints as a bigger person who does that. I guess- it won't be. What I, another way that I would frame that, though, is I wonder if the girls feel compelled to push their bodies beyond its limits because of the pressure of the show. Certainly, you know... What I'm saying is that, that, that yes, that's the case for everyone. Yeah. What I'm saying is that... The, the even the smaller queens are doing it like you see them was like Monique Hart jumping up and doing a half split she could easily injure herself but she's yeah. tiny so she won't however if a bigger person with the same flexibility as Monique did that they would injure themselves because their bodies aren't used to that pressure that force and that weight on those joints I would I would say you know I'm, I'm I would, I'm Put not, your I'm, body first. I'm not an orthopod, but I would I would be sure that you know a heavier person would have to take more care of their joints, definitely. And yeah, I do think they feel compelled to do things they wouldn't usually do, perhaps with less stretching, perhaps with less preparation, for the sake of the show. Certainly in Eureka's case, that that acrobatics cheerleading challenge was crazy. You know, Charlie allegedly broke a rib and got diarrhea off that. So, you know, it was very, very dangerous. But certainly that was the case for Eureka. It was a hard day for Charlie. Victoria as well. You know, there is the whole element with season three of UK that there was very little. It was a rush production schedule. The girls couldn't stretch and prepare as well. So I do wonder if that factored with Victoria. And then poor Cornbread now as she's flung herself around the room and rolled her ankle. So we do get a very sweet message. She picks kind of like her best duties, doesn't she? To no, put... I think she went through everyone, but the editing only showed. You think? Yeah, uh, I know. Well, we know we know that Kerry's her actual friend. She had a special bond with Willow. And last week, she could not bear Jasmine. So she kind of gives an apology, which is sweet. Not an apology, but a little affectionate yeah reaches out which is nice i read yeah she she reached out saying hey we good girl girl we good and Um, jasmine appreciates that as well so that's good it's it's i mean i think cornbread was a front runner which is kind of upsetting that she had to go so it kind of changes the all of all of the big girls that had to leave from an injury they were all front runners victoria scone was a front runner um eureka was a front runner um, Cornbread was a front runner. Super talented all rounders. They're just daredevils. They're just yeah, daredevils. Girls, you need to look after. You need to love <laughs> yeah. yourselves, girls, and just not fling yourselves around. If you I- can't love yourself, <laughs> how the hell are you gonna love somebody else? Can I get an amen up in here? But anyway, lots of love to Cornbread because she was a real front runner. Absolutely. So sad to see her go. They didn't mention an open invitation, but perhaps she will be back. 
I yeah. hope so because she was a real front runner, and I hope she heals. I also think well. she's a fan favorite. Yeah, people were liking Cornbread. We were liking. Cornbread. They were featuring her. She so was. She had more screen time than anybody in those first four episodes. But my maths has now been upset. So whoever wins this one could potentially be the winner of the season. I say. So the contenders for the winning crown season fourteen is Willow Pill mm-hmm. and Nigeria, and whoever wins this, I would say. Okay, so this, is, this has altered the mathematics. This has altered the mathematics. It's altered the mathematics. Yes. Also, um, because of the production schedule, I think this leaves room for a double chante or a returning queen. I hope so. Yeah. And they should bring back Alyssa Hunter because she should not have gone home. I think they should do it competition-wise a bit later in the season, maybe in a makeover episode, because I thought that was a really good good mechanic in um, season seven. Now, this mini-challenge they had to do, now, you're right, this mini-challenge where they had to hump one of the pit crew to pop a balloon yes. specifically was designed to attack and humiliate many morphosis. I really, really do, do think it was, because they made a big deal about her having to <laughs> bum one of the pit crew. Do you know what? Like... Can I just say this? My brothers, my brothers, if we had to do that, my brothers would be all for it. They'd be like laughing and joking. They'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, most straight guys are like that. Yes, they think they're bumming's hilarious. A, that's what we do. Like we used to yeah. like, I remember in the locker room, we used to go and like hump the guys from the back. Mm-hmm. And little did they know that I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't do that. <laughs> But that's what they do. They, they have, don't come after you know, me. Yeah, no, don't have the police, not me, please. <laughs> um, but that's that's it. It's, it's, this is kind of like what the lads do. They just go there and be st- stupid. It's funny. Yeah. So um, I would have thought Maddie would have just been like, yeah, and gone up and done it. But Maddie was a bit shy, which well, makes me Mad- think. Maddie's not like a jock, is she? She's not like some jockey kind of like out there straight guy. She's like a sensitive, artistic straight guy. <laughs> and like, yeah, I don't... What? The drag queen straight man is not a jock? (laughs) What? Imagine. That'd be hilarious. What? I know. It'd be like the season three makeover. Um, But yeah, you know, stuff like this is always quite funny. The pit crew seems to be taking it in good humor because, you know, bless them, they are paid to stand there and be pieces of meat to be ogled at, really, aren't they? Yeah. And they take it in good humor. People that try to come and protect the pit crew, I want to say this. I want to, and I've said this to you, Tom, mm-hmm. for a lot of other things. People that are like, oh my God, they're so humiliating for them. Why would you put them through there? They auditioned mm-hmm. specifically to play that character. And when I say they auditioned, I can tell you that either they were approached online to come and audition, or they had turned up to an audition where there was a stampede of homosexuals looking nearly all the same. They featured the pit crew auditions in one of the early seasons. They did. Okay. Yeah. I was just thinking we do have an insight into that process. Okay. Yeah. So so they they put their hand up for the so you can't be too much oh that's so degrading to them. Some people like degradation. Some people like some being people objectified. like to be some people like to be oogled at. Some people like Absolutely. To, that, that's, that, and, and I feel that you have to want to be you know, like What's, what's the word? In a way, it's a similar kind of vibe to how sometimes people shame sex work. It's like, it's work. It's something that people do and they get paid for it. And there shouldn't necessarily be shame attached to it if the person does not experience it as shame. And you shouldn't like project that onto them, I think. Hmm. And also, they look like they're having a whale of the time. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm sure there are worse jobs in the world. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it's easy money, okay? <laughs> Fast and easy money. Now, the maxi challenge this week is then they need to create a PSA for the Save the Queen organization, okay? So the Save the Queen mission is to raise awareness mm-hmm. for the first eliminated queens who they feel have been overlooked and underestimated. Now, each of the girls are put into teams and they need to tell the story of one of the ladies that they're given, okay? Mm-hmm. In the form of a personality-driven rhyming commercial parody. The rhyming now, thing I found interesting. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Now, the three queens, they, they put into three teams, and all three teams get one eliminated queen they each. Do. Now, Tempest de Jour is one of them, and she's in the team with Angeria, Georges, and Kiri Colby. Yep. Um, before we move into the other teams, what do we remember about Tempest de Jour? First of all, can I say that I, I love them bringing back the, these first out queens, and I think it's a fantastic idea. And I do wonder, because Drag Race does this a lot, if they're testing the water for a first or early outs All-Stars season, which I would love to see. I would really, really love to see it. What I remember about Tempest de Jour is that she actually came in there, um, seeming she seemed really funny, she's very confident, and she had a background as a seamstress because she teaches fashion design that's um, right. At a university in California. She also had a really interesting story. She's a father. She'd, uh, she had been sent... We've learned a lot about her, actually. She'd been to a conversion camp. That was a trauma for her. She'd had a terrible car accident, I remember. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. what else? I feel like I've like read her book or something. I know all this stuff about Tempest Azure. Um And she had a weight loss journey as well. Um, she used to be a much bigger queen, um, yeah. and she because that was a whole thing about like the the bodysuit first episode thing. So what I remember about Tempest is that like it was a little bit humiliating for her to be sent home on a fashion challenge. Yeah, um, but it was deserved. I don't it know. Was like she sp- cut off her neck. Hmm? She cut her neck off. I remember she looked like a floating neck, a head with materials, like like a you know like a Christmas tree, and her and her face was the wobble at the top on her like spring and fall runways. Yeah. One of them was like a big poncho thing. Um, I can't remember the other one. And then on the runway, um, unfortunately, her bodysuit was a bit loose and wrinkly, and the girl, the judges weren't living for it. But I always thought that is the reality of what people look like. At a certain age, and after they've lost weight. Well, no, uh, I, I think, think it's that it didn't fit. No, she problem. should. She should have said, um, "This is what my body looks like." <laughs> well, do you know and what? Your that, body shaming me. That would have been a really exactly. Good she should have. She should have said, "This is what my body does look like. I am been... older. I have lost a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. This is the reality of what and I'm my beautiful. Body, yeah, and, and I don't feel shame and me. Like, exactly. She mm. should. That, that's what she should have done. I love that as an idea. Actually, she could have actually just worn that bodysuit with some painted on wrinkles on it and it would have been fantastic would have been beautiful <laughs> yeah but what what i remember from tempest is the whole oh how old are you oh, that, yeah, oh. Yeah. but she said she said a um a line that i would always remember and i loved it she goes you don't stop dreaming at a certain age yeah and i loved that That's i loved one. hearing that because you know I'm at a certain age, and I'm not going to stop dreaming. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to keep it up. No matter how much I tell you to stop dreaming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give up on your dreams. No. Now, the next team is Kimura Hall. Now, Kimura Hall is in a team with Deja Sky, Lady Camden, and Bosco. Now, when I think Kimura, not Kimura, Kimura. 
I just know that her verse is probably one we of my favorites. Sing that one the most from the House of Hall, Chicago's Mackie Doll, Serving Beats and Face. I'm the most glamorous in this race. The way my beauty shines, Kamara's gonna blind you then. Snatch the crown out. I mean, that is that will forever live on as a legendary verse in Drag Race history. I loved that verse. I liked Kamara it took a lot. Me, it took me a while. I think in the first episode when we heard it, I was like, yeah, it's like a good bridge. But afterwards, I'm I'm, a, I'm living for it. I love it. Now, when we think of Kamara Hall, we think she's a girl that took so long to get ready. <laughs> um, they made a big deal out of it. Can I be that. honest? Like, you know what? Some girls need time to get ready. She, her skin is flawless. The skin is she, flawless. Oh, her she bone structure is amazing. She needs a bit of lip gloss and eyeshadow and she's done. Like, why is she taking so long? I, I remember her saying that for her, it's kind of like a bit of a process of getting into the character of being in drag. And it was kind of like a spiritual experience. And there we go. Um, obviously, that's a struggle to apply that to drag race. I remember the Bob Mackie fashions. Now, she must, she's a tiny lady. So she can fit into the original Bob Mackie. And she's wearing Mugler as well on one of their own ways. This girl, she hunts for genuine designer pieces. And she really is the Mackie doll. So beautiful. She 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 wore several actual Mackie pieces and recreations. Um, I was rooting beautiful. for us. <laughs> I was rooting for us. I was rooting for us. I was rooting for us. I was root for us so that's that's another thing that i think they should bring up those are those, those are the key things i think about when i think about kamora i also, I also rem- remember the moment on stage mm. where they're like when they're um, when michelle was reading her saying you're beautiful but look around um there's other beautiful queens as well and, and then she went where <laughs> i remember i was like oh this bitch is shady and i love it she's also quite big news in chicago isn't she she's she's quite well known there she is jay dressens hall's drag sister mm-hmm. daughter of tajma hall which is a fantastic drag name and mother of another first out queen soju who, who people don't really talk about anymore because of the accusations soju soju first out of season 11 because i was actually thinking got- you know what i didn't even think it's the allegations soju was just never she never featured. She the, was never like, she never made an impact. I'm sorry. I mean, the allegations were quite serious and she sort of stepped away from public view for a bit. Obviously, I don't know anything about what's happened since then, any police investigations or whatever. Um, but she has stepped away from public view. So Soju wouldn't have been an option here, I don't think. So I was thinking like, we've got season 13. We've got, we've not got season 11. We've got season nine. We've got season seven. They're all like odd numbers from the past few seasons, but mm-hmm. season 11 has been skipped. But that'll probably be why. Um, but yeah, Kimura, lovely. And I also remember her talking about um, her trying to reconcile her personal life with her drag life and that being a difficult thing to balance. Her husband? They basically didn't talk about her being a drag queen is what yes, she said. But that, that's right. Her, I, yes. Yeah, I think she said on like um, a watch packing and stuff afterwards that that had facilitated conversations and things were cool. And she said like, I didn't mean it to sound like he was unsupportive. It's just... We don't talk about it a lot, but we It's we just, do. I was trying to get airtime. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get more airtime, and I'm sorry to my husband, who actually is my biggest fan. Actually, he puts me in drag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does my makeup. He makes my mood clear. <laughs> Thank you. Now, the last team is, um, they get James Mansfield, yeah. and that's a team with Willow Pill, Maddie Morphosis, Orion Story, and Jasmine Kennedy. I do want to say, I want to see Jazz, James Mansfield back for an All-Stars. 
of these three girls, she's probably the most likely because she was also on that Christmas special, wasn't she, recently? Um, and she her social media is popping. You know, she does loads of wig transformations. It was really funny. And I remember on um, Purse First Impressions, Bob wore that really ugly wig as a joke. That like red wig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And James transformed it. Because what James does is ugly wig transformations. She did it for those ropey RuPaul for Party City wigs. Like, send her, send her like three hairs stitched to a bit of lace and she'll transform it into a beautiful bouffant. She's super duper talented. I'm really happy to see James back. What I remember about James is that, like, this, this she was really super underestimated from the beginning. And you could tell that, like, she was just like this high concept drag character that nobody got. And when, when she was a little bit quieter, the girls would be like, what's wrong with you? Why are you quiet? Why aren't you talking? And she was just like, I'm, I'm just sitting here. I'm fine, thanks. Hmm. There were so many big personalities on season nine. I think they were a bit kind by saying she was a high concept character. I remember exactly, <laughs> I remember exactly how I felt when I saw her. I felt like she was a queen that was halfway there with okay. her comedy. Like she obviously she was coming off as some kind of comedy queen, and I felt like she was halfway there, halfway committed, just wasn't there. And maybe that was her own style, but what it came across as was someone who was unsure. And I think every, I think that was a general consensus with the judges because that's that's what I thought of her as well. So you'd like someone to see who it. was just like not you that wasn't. 100% there and mm. maybe sick and guessing themselves and she'd like to see her back fully realised as well. I would love to see her back yeah. fully realised but also I don't think that she did as bad like people mock her forward role her I, the cheerleader their forward role was it was pretty impressive it was really good I love that meme where they put it over the shooting stands like you know that shooting star thing I also I also think that um the lip sync between James Mansfield I know and, say, and, and I agree. Kimora, Kimora Lee Kardashian. Who was it? <laughs> that's what that's what Bianca, Bianca called Gia. Kimora, it was Kimora Black. Kimora Black. Yeah. She won. James Mansfield won that lip sync against Kimora Black. She did. Hands bloody down. Because it was she won that lip sync. It was Love Shack by the B-52s, and James actually gave it a bit of comedy and fun and camp, which is what the B-52s are all about. And Kimura was doing her sexy thing. Do you know what I never got with Kimura? In every lip sync that she did, she did this thing where she like fell over. And I think it was supposed to be sexy, but she she just looked like she had like uh, some sort of syncopal episode and, and collapsed. I don't remember. Well, clearly. Um, so yeah. I would love to see but more I would love, from yeah, James. I want to see more from James Mansfield. So these are the three returning queens that all the girls are put into groups to work with to create the PSA. Can I just say one more little thing about these returning queens and maybe why they were chosen? Okay. Um, because none of these were one episode queens. They were all on more than one episode. James was on two. Kamora was on three, I think. And Tempest came oh, back yes. in the middle. Oh, yes. Kamora was in season three. 13 yeah where there was like no one went home for the first <laughs> half half yeah. of it these are the re-queens let's see what they can do okay um we're at the maxi stage the now maxi stage as we call it yes. yes yes we get to watch the uh final product mm -hmm. of what these queens have created for the psa again they were put into three groups they were they were um, before we get into that is there anything in the workroom that you wanted to talk about i know that you felt really do you know what um, i did yeah i actually yeah. felt something for a change yeah like i actually had an emotion which is interesting i tend to think emotions are for ugly people well so color it's me, correct color me ugly <laughs> 
Hello, me ugly. Um, no, I just thought the moment with Willow Pearl, for some reason, it just really, really kind of like elicited something in me. It was, it was really, you know, we seen so much stuff, and they made fun of it last week. We see so much stuff on Drag Race that feels so forced and feels so like, oh, you know, sub story, blah blah blah. Um, and mm. I don't mean to disparage the Queen's stories, but you know, a, a lot of stuff is dramatized and prodded by the producers. I was left at a bus stop. <laughs> I was born at a really young age. Um, no, but in this case, for Willow Pill, just like I could really, really tell that Willow was not buying into any kind of like production shenanigans. She's just been asked a question. She answered it honestly. And just the way that she spoke about um, her condition and the way that, you know, she's her family is so wonderful and supportive. Her brother gave her a kidney. Her sister has the same condition. And she's had this struggle all of her life and, you know, she's she's in her mid-twenties and she's already starting to show further signs of sort of degeneration and just what that means for her and her sense of, you know, how she really, like, struggles with the idea of her own mortality every day in her mid-twenties. It was just, it was very, very sad to me and just the way that she expressed it so honestly and, like, eloquently, I just thought it was admirable. And and she's 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 amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. nice to hear that. Can't really say much else apart from that. I mean, there was a little moment about Georgia's. You know, we mm. used to hearing a lot of honest and raw uh, stories from queens who have been abandoned, queens who have had a tough upbringing, queens who have left home, queens um, who have just been disowned because of what people would say they have chosen to do, you know, Mm -hmm. being gay. So it's nice that we're starting to get different um, kinds of stories now these days, aren't we? Like last week we heard about Alyssa Hunter and Alyssa Hunter, her drag, her mom is her like pageant mom and her dad is gay. And so she's living like a, what I seem to think is going to be a happy home where she's allowed to express herself and to be who she is. And she's growing up in that environment where she can flourish and be honest. The drag queen's dream. Now we've got Georges who's saying that, you know, she was, she's a drag at 16 years old. And when she had to do it in the club, she had to get her family there and her family came and packed out the club. And (laughs) you know, it's nice to start hearing the other side. It was lovely. And it shows, it's it's showing the growth and the change that's um, happening today. Around the world with families and people than it was from season three, season four. You know, we're starting to see such a big change in another we're in season 14. It was such a common thread in, you know, the earlier seasons. And it will be for a lot of queens still now that they've been disowned by their families. They weren't speaking to their parents just because of their expression of who they were and the career that they'd chosen and the artistry that they expressed. And thankfully, thankfully, we're seeing more positive and supportive stories, aren't we? So that's really wonderful. Yeah. So let's get to the runway. We've seen the PSAs. Let's start with um, Tempest Du Jour, who is Georges Kiri, Deja Sky and Nigeria. Well, let's just have a little chat about them. Like, who did you think was a standout here? For me, like Deja, the Deja didn't get the most screen time, but the way that Deja, the way, yeah, that, the yeah. way that Deja Sky was saying it, mm-hmm. it was it's, it's it's as if you were watching those actual PSAs, That's right? And you know how the same seriousness of like. Sponsor a child, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. for just ten cents a day. You, you know, um. 
Glenda can have fresh <laughs> water. Yes, well, I was thinking about Glinda. Glinda, and, the good witch. Yeah, the good and witch, you know. I'm that guy. Yes. I can't even think straight. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, she had that same seriousness in pleading. Mm. And the way this, um, the, her delivery was just so genius. It just made me tickle. I was just laughing. I fully agree that Deja was my favorite in this group and like one of the best overall. She was really, really fabulous. And she did such a similar delivery last week. But it just works. She's just like a really it's good, a real, like, natural it's, comic yes, actress. Yes, that's it. She, yeah. she, her comedy just she she just finds a way. She's just funny. She's just funny. She just she knows how to be it. funny without forcing mm-hmm. it. And that's the difference. That a lot of people, especially today on RuPaul's Drag Race, they force funny by being but ugly or doing that. Ugh. The show forces them to force it. The show says, like, go bigger, go bigger. Like, make us tell you to bring it back, if anything. But Deja's just a natural comic actress, and I think she hit it perfectly. I was thinking Jerry was good as well. And um, Jerry is just, she's just really, really good all around, isn't she? Yeah. And Jerry's the, a superstar. The end part where they're like, how old, who, yeah, what's her yeah, name yeah. again? I thought that was clever. Who? Um, Her delivery was very good. Kiri was ugly, apparently. Girl. If that's ugly. I'm I'm offended. I'm I'm, I'm triggered. I feel triggered. That was a very loaded thing to say, Kiri. She she looked beautiful. Um, I do think I could see Kiri pushing herself, which I do think is really good. I could see her like trying to embrace pushing forward her comedy and what she perceives to be ugly yeah. a little bit more. Um, so I do want to give her uh, kudos for that. And I, th- I think she did a, a good job, a good job. Mm. I think I, I didn't see anything wrong with any of these girls. I do want to say that I felt that, and it's not a fault of the girls, but the the reading wasn't matching up with the music is the rhythm it was yeah. off for all of the queens not not just for this group but overall the the rhythm to the music was off and i found that a little off putting at times well, i wonder if we got a little clue as to why that was during the rehearsal well the filming because they seem to have a beep that told them when they stopped but like couldn't they just give them like a little earpiece with the music yeah, with, with the actual music what, why can't they do that mm. um with multi-million dollar international franchise RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, something something went wrong absolutely in production and mm. in the rehearsals. I will I will say, um, Little Georgius, I don't think was the strongest in this group. I, I found her delivery a bit stiff. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, it was. It was. She shone less than the other queens. I want to say that Tempest du Jour, um, you know how they, there's clips of her. I yeah. think she was in, in good spirits the oh, whole time. What a good sport. I think it's just a good sport letting them go in like that. Yes. I, th- I mean, props. That props. drop when her shoe fell off as well. <laughs> the next group was... Uh, James. James Mansfield. James Mansfield. And we had Jasmine Kennedy, Orion Story, and Willow Pill, and... Um, the straight guy. Matty. Matty Stop it. Matty Morphosis. Um, who's your standout? I'm just going to ask this every time. Willow Pill. Willow is just a natural comic actress. Like Deja. Like, Willow just gets comedy. She gets delivery, timing, all of it. Also, whatever she was saying was really funny. I don't know if she wrote it herself, but that's clever. Shall we just actually go back a little bit to the workroom? And again, similar. Do you know what? We've had two quite similar challenges two weeks on the trot comedy writing skit basically challenges in both weeks maddie was portrayed as a bit of a writer and an idea generator 
And in this case, Willow was described as a bit of like an editor and a refiner. So it sounds like they collaborated a lot. And just Willow's just fantastic. Just as Mary joining the the ranks of producer, she's up there with, with Alexis Monica, Michelle. Monica, Alexis, Michelle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, she's there. <laughs> yeah. And, and who else was it? Jackie. <laughs> and Jackie. Jackie. Season twelve. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Alexis just stands out. Like, did you know that Alexis Michelle produced season nine of RuPaul's Drag Race? She did. She got production credit. Did she actually? No. <laughs> Girl. Girl. Uh, no, I think the standout for me was Willow. I, I, there's something about, and I had to say that the, the least effective was Orion's story. Yeah, there's just something about her production that's just very, mm, like, like, uh. Do you know what I think about Ryan is that I, I do get, like, there is a sense of, like, camp and comedy and fun ideas about her, and I do think she's a talented queen, but it doesn't fit into the format that she's been given over the past couple of weeks. And I do think she was the weakest in this group because the delivery was just was not what was required. Everybody else is doing, like, serious PSA. She did say that she never watches them because she gets sad and she turns them off. Um, But, like, she was going for something, like, wafty and kind of out there and... I, I, don't, I don't know. There was no connection to no. the actual brief. There was, it just didn't fit. And it just wasn't enough. It, 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 it just wasn't, felt quite half-assed for me. Yeah. Um, again, I'm not going to be that guy who's like sticking up for the straight white guy. But there's something that goes on with Maddie when she's writing and in, in the uh, rehearsals and filming compared to when she's uh, in the actual piece, yeah? And they cut out her best bits. So Michelle gave her good direction um, and she did a, a better delivery on the second take. They pl- they portrayed her first take on this. Did you notice that? No. The flatter first take? Maybe that was the second take and it was just flat no, overall. No, we saw, we saw the second take. So don't come for me or Maddie. Thank you. Because hmm. she's my friend. Yeah, the, she has been through enough. Many has been through a life of hardship. I'll tell you exactly. We what do it is. not it's, need to start coming for him now. I'll tell you exactly what it is. I always kind of like connect with the underdog queens, and like I know in the the white straight man's an underdog. Hear me out. Hear me out. In the wider world, oh, I'm here. I'm listening. She's a straight white man who's not an underdog, but in Drag Race, she really is getting this funny edit. She honestly is. She's being kind of undervalued a bit, I think. I just don't think Maddie is campy enough. She doesn't have that, you know, that, oh. The thing that Remember is, what reports it? She doesn't have that, oh. Do you mean the things in? That, oh. She doesn't have it. Okay. Tom. You're making me very uncomfortable, Listen, she doesn't have it. I'm not, no, Does she no, not no, have, listen, let me, she doesn't have I'm it. I'm answering you. So the thing that is inborn into all homosexuals, the ability to do exactly what you just did yes. there, whatever that is. She doesn't, she doesn't have, have, that's it. Mary's just not gay. <laughs> that, that's what it is. That's why Mary is, her, her level of performance and how much she gives up is never going to be enough because she's not gay. She, she's not, oh, mm, she doesn't have that. Uh, and it's, it's it's just not, for the format of RuPaul's Drag Race, you you have to have that on some level. But Maddie doesn't. The theory even, God, when, even when you see her trying, it's just not there. It's the, just. The 300 odd month baby line was funny. Um, 
Jasmine, what do you think of Jasmine? Jasmine came across like a news reporter for me. Her delivery came yeah. across very like news reporterish. You could argue it's what was asked for, but again, it, I felt she's a little stiff or something. Yeah, yeah. But news reporter, very mm. like yeah, more news reporter than here PSA on Nightline. We have deliver. yeah, we- yeah. Okay, okay. Moving on. Moving on. The last group is Kamora Hall. It is. Now, who who was your favorite in this group? Do you know what? I'm finding it hard to pick a favorite because I thought all three were pretty solid in different ways. I'll tell you who surprised me, Lady Camden. I thought her soft delivery was actually really, really good and very evocative of these kind of like, you know, save the children, save the pets sort of PSAs. Yeah. Um, Maybe maybe she was drawing on being... I recognise that delivery more than anybody else's, to be honest, probably as a UK resident. And that's what she probably grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought Lady Camden was really, really good, but I thought all three were really strong, actually. Okay. I couldn't pick a, a, a winner from the group, but I think... I think, there, I think all three, for me, were just equally um, good. Good. Yeah, they're very good. Good. Very good. Very good. Yeah. No standouts. But I tell you, my favorite line was probably the the, the delivery of, um, as it was Bosco, how she says, <laughs> did you know yeah. that some drag queens have to get ready in less than five? You know, <laughs> yeah, that's and a it, good line. It really yeah. evokes that moment where they're like, you know, some... You know, some people mm-hmm. in this village, mm-hmm. some some children don't get to drink more than or they one, walk seven yeah. miles every yes, exactly. day for dirty water. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. it got yeah. to me. And thing that was really clever. It was um, yeah. Only in that line and her and her actual monologues, poetry speech. I didn't find it that powerful. I just felt it was a bit like okay, um, yeah, yeah. You know what? This is probably the. They're all equally good, but I have least to say about this group than the other two. Okay. I thought Dio was good as well. Like, I, I thought all three were, like, solid, solid good. Cool. I do love the whole squats with the air, with the air that was funny. with the dumbbells on the ears. I all, thought it was funny. All three of these returning girls have been such good sports, and they've really made the most of this episode. Absolutely. And they've done so, so well. And I'm very, very proud of them. That's what I want to say. Look, if there was a returning Queen's... Who would your top three be? Who do you think we'll would make top first three? Outs. First outs. Magnolia Crawford. Who no longer does drag. Well, she could do it. She could do it. She so do that's it. a no. No, Magnolia Crawford. Uh, this is Magnolia Crawford doesn't do it. We're talking about... Drag. Okay, are you asking me the question or not? Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. So if they came answer, back and did it... My answer is Magnolia Crawford. But she wouldn't come back because she doesn't and, exist. And um, who else is first out? Oh, Venus Delight, because she's absolutely... She's pure okay. drag. She's yeah. high entertainment. Like, watch her Hey Queen interview. Hey Queen! She's slightly mad, but I love her for it. Okay. Um, and Porkchop. Okay. Yeah. My top three would be Kelly Mantle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who else? Who else was the first out? Kelly Mantle. We can't say Shangela because she's come back. How many times? Shangela's no longer a first out. How many queen. times? And Vanjie's not really a first out yeah. queen either. So let's let's put them by the wayside. Who was season five's first out? Um, season five's first out was Penetration. Season four was Alyssa Hunter. Season six, Alyssa was... Hunter. Yeah. No, sorry, Alyssa. 
Summers. Okay. Alyssa Summers, sorry. All right. Um, I would say June Jumbalea would be up there too. Oh, yeah. I'd I love to see June maybe. come back. Who was first out of season 13? Season 13, traveling back, traveling back. <laughs> Kimura. Oh, <laughs> she's here. Come on. Um, James Mansfield, I feel. James Mansfield and Kelly Mansfield will do well. James definitely deserves another chance. Who was it season 12? Uh, oh, it was... Um, uh, it wasn't... Uh, it wasn't Delia Sin, was it? It was Elisa. It was, it was Delia, Delia Sin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those two would be... Okay, cool. Um, who, the, who were the best ad for you? Oh, who had the best ad? Do, do, do. Maybe the James one? Okay, mine was Maybe Tempest. 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 Tempest Jules yeah. team for me was the winner. And again, Angie and Deja really good. Yeah, when they're put together. Not that they were interacting that much, but they're both really good comic queens. I would give it to Deja though, if they do. I would love to see- my tops were Deja, Angie, Willow. Um, yeah. I, I'm in agreement with what you say there. I would like to see Deja get it because A, she deserves it, and B, she could have been... The one last ha- week. Yeah. And she could have been high in the ball, but she wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, they're sleeping on her, aren't they? They are. Well, why don't we go to the runway? Talk, talk to me about the runway. Ooh, I love this runway. And are you going to say it or am I? The category is spring is sprung. No, but are we going to say it? Say what? Florals for spring. Groundbreaking. Are you gonna are you, are you going to deduct points for any florals? No, because I'm way? obsessed with florals and I love floral motifs. Talk to me about Georges. So Georges comes out. This is really pretty and very like on brand for Georges because it feels young and it feels fresh. She's in this like structured mini dress in a lovely kind of like peppermint green with the floral overlays. I love the hair and the floral motif in the hair. So it's giving me kind of like a young, fresh kind of like Mark Jape. Jacob's kind of feel and when I see flowers in the hair like that I always get like a bit of a Frida Kahlo vibe Mm. so um, I think her hair and makeup is beautiful the furry shrug uh, nicely sets it off so like you know she's elevated a mini dress here I would love to see her in a gown I think so far we've seen her in a lot of cute bodysuits cute small signature drag was a gown but it was a reveal into a body yeah, suit. yeah. i want to see her in a, a a long big gown i love the look though you can't you can't say it's bad it's gorgeous yes it's lovely it's gorgeous it's gorgeous um is it a yas or a pass it's a yas tick or a flick have we gone back to yas or pass tick or flick um what was it yes or bless yes or bless it's a yes yes okay next up we have um kerry okay. colby who is who obviously is taking uh, taking the feedback about stop trying to be pretty or stop trying stop looking pretty show us a bit of ugly and i think she's really tried to show us she's tried to show us already in the <laughs> psa um and now she's doing it again there's nothing ugly about this look this is it's more avant-garde than pretty which i really admire for her she's really like stepped away from like i'm gorgeous and glamorous so this i think the primary inspiration is the um moschino spring 2018 very famous runway absolutely there's the bouquet look that um Gigi Hadid wore I think mm. and that's been referenced already by in- Nippa 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 <laughs> yes. uh, was it um, um also Lakeisha Labamba in Italia referenced yep. it um 
But I think it's that also combined with a bit of a Dior by Galliano kind of aesthetic as well, because I'm seeing that in the bow. Does it um, look GCC to you? No, I, I do think this is quite lovely and avant-garde. I, I think she looks great. I really like okay. this. Okay. Yeah, All don't right. don't come for her. <laughs> so it's a yes. It's a yes. Oh, it's a yes. Okay. It's a yes for me. <laughs> it's, a, it's the yes for me. Now, Angeria says she's specifically inspired by Cardi B. Now, the nearest thing that I can think of is that Cardi B has also worn items from that um, she the Moschino Spring 2018 floral runway. Um, specifically the one that looked like the girl from um, Midsummer. you know, when she's surrounded by all the flowers. Mm. Um, so it's a, it's a different take on that because that, that was, she was just like completely swallowed up by a ball of flowers. In this, she's turned it into more of a, dress if that's her inspiration unless there's something else that cardi b has worn that i'm missing um but she looks beautiful i love the yellow against her skin um again it's pageant isn't it it's very pretty and elegant and pageant okay it's probably not my favorite thing i've seen on her really so so far i, I don't know what it is it, just, it doesn't look as glamorous as the other things that she's worn i wish that she had a corset on i wish there was a bit of shape tucked in the middle there but that's that's just me tom what, what I, would i know i do what love, would i know I do who love am that. i no it's okay your opinions are valid um i do love that hair on her it's huge I love the hair. I love the face. It's I love very the, uh, yeah. Cheryl Cole hair. Uh, we've got Deja Sky. So Deja comes out in a sort of like corset top and palazzo pants with a bit of an Easter bunny theme. Um, probably compared to the girls that I've just seen go before her, not necessarily my favourite, but I do like the colour scheme. Um, I like the Easter bunny theme. I, whenever I see Easter bunny ears, like that always gives me like Louis Vuitton vibes. It gives me Aquaria in the season finale. Again, I think that's a little nod to Louis Vuitton. But yeah, yeah, yeah. What she wore there. I like this. I'm a big fan of pastels, Tom. I really do. I, I love the colouring. This is me. This is, that's just me. This is, you'd wear this, wouldn't you? I would. I would, love, I would love to rock this. What I would say is that I think she's so, so good at dressing elegantly for her shape. Yeah. Um, okay. Although I would say compared to the looks that we've just seen... Maybe it's slightly more pedestrian and less elevated, but it's still super duper pretty. Love the colours. I like the little face piece. It's it's cute for me. Mm-hmm. Next up, we've got Metamorphosis. So Maddie comes out as basically as Mother Nature now. Fans of UK season one will remember that the Vivienne did a similar sort of look. Maddie may or may not be aware of that, um, but I think the inspiration is the same. And it's a, um, it's actually a kind of, um, I don't know if you'd call it like a statue or like a fashion doll or a piece of sculpture, but it's called The Goddess of Depression by Alexandra Kukinova. Um, and it represents sort of like, like storm clouds kind of, and it's this big, like cloud headpiece dripping in like jewels and embellishments. Dripping. 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 beading. Now, the, the Verve went for a very literal interpretation of that. Um, and I think Maddie's is more of a, uh, a take on it. But there's a huge amount of fringe and beading on this. I think it's kind of combined with um, the Kardashian wet look. Tom. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah okay, Paolo. Muglia, it's Muglia. You're saying words, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> You're the confident today, Anthony Paolo, giving opinions on fashion. Look at you. <laughs> She's trying, everybody. She's trying. Uh, I like the look. 
I like this a lot, actually. And I do think Maddie brings like different silhouettes and concepts to the stage, which she deserves praise yes, for. Yes, exactly. I agree. I agree. Next up, we've got Jasmine Kennedy. What do you think? I think it's very Poison Ivy. Very Poison Ivy. Is it just a bedazzled corset? It's a really, really lovely corset, but it's a corset and boots. It's gorgeous, though. Really, really pretty, but I'm getting really strong Poison Ivy vibes She is well. ready to lip sync for her life. <laughs> Do you think she's worried about that? No, I don't think she is, but if she had to be in the bottom, she's oh, ready. She would turn she's and She's silky burn. nutmeg ganache, ready to <laughs> lip sync. She would turn and burn. Uh, Orion comes out in this kind of, well, it's lingerie, isn't it? Um, I can't wait to get Joe Howard back because I want to know what's <laughs> up with this makeup. I, I'm trying, I'm, I don't understand the makeup. The, her, her makeup. Can I t- tell you from my like really basic non-MUA oh, point okay. of view? But I'm sure Joe would agree with me. Um, Orion has a really beautiful bone structure, really high cheekbones, but she's actually quite broad across the cheekbones. I don't think she brings her eye makeup out or big enough and it gets a little lost. Okay. That's what I think, but, you know, who am I? This, this is giving me, you remember that film, The House Bunny? Was, no. was that Anna Faris? Anyway, the house bunny crossed with a fembot from Austin Powers. Okay. That's what I'm getting. You like it? I think it's pretty. It doesn't give me spring, though. It gives me lingerie. Easter bunny. I get it. I get it. She's she, Her ideas are always like a little bit left of center. And it's like, it takes me a little bit of work to get there sometimes to make it match the theme. Yeah, I, it's a bliss for me. She looks so pretty and lovely and her shape is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure it's 100% on theme. Willow's look is interesting. <laughs> Willow's look is super interesting. So um, she's got this wonderful look where she's got this Dior-esque silhouette, very Stepford Wives. She's got this house stuck on her head with help in blood on the back. It's very, it tells me a story. It tells me a story. It's very like the housewife who's trapped in her life, isn't it? Very desperate housewives, really. Um, I think this is great. I'm, I'm, I do get a spring sense from like the pastels, but it's like there's this Stepford, Stepford wife storyline. It's an elevation on Sasha Velour's little house reveal, <laughs> yes, isn't it? Yeah, her rainbow it's like She look. watched that episode and Willa was like, I see that. I raised you a full-blown house <laughs> um, on the runway with help at the back. I was also got like a little bit of Wizard of Oz. like. Yeah, I was getting Wizard yeah. of Oz, but is she, is she the Wicked Witch? Is she the, the good witch that I think the house landed connects on? very strongly with the Wicked Witch. She definitely wouldn't connect with Glinda. Okay, next up we've got Diabetes. So Diabetes comes out in this butterfly embellished number. Now, well, she's also like an elf. Look at the ears. Oh, she is, isn't she? She's very much living in the forest. Um, now, this reminds me of a couple of things. Uh, one of them is that gorgeous McQueen butterfly dress. I do think there's, a, a, even though it's not a copy, I think there's a little bit of that inspiration. You love the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Remember when Effie Trinket wore that butterfly dress? Sure. Sure, 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 Jan. Well, that that's a McQueen. That's an actual McQueen piece. I think it was spring 2011, I want to say. But also, do you know what it reminds me of? Do you remember that a meme of Gemma Collins in the ruched, broad-shoulder orange dress? And it became like a huge meme. Is this a take on it? It reminds me of it. I like this look a lot. I think it's really pretty, and I like seeing this orange on her for some reason. I think Di is really like yeah. creative, and like I, I do like her looks. They're they're fun and creative. Somewhere, Asia O'Hara is triggered from these <laughs> butterflies. She's triggered, girl. She's triggered. Okay, and we've got Lady Camden. Now, this is a great look, and she couldn't have known, could she, that Victoria Scone 
did something kind of similar on season three. Okay. Of UK. Remember her like Lee Bowery yep. tea time look? Yep. It's a similar kind of idea, isn't it? Again, it's like a well, the 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 pattern is very like Richard Quinn to me, very floral, um, very Mad Hatter's Tea Party. This is fun and it's camp. This is very drag. I enjoy it. Like she's she's got this tea time storyline. There's the tea coming out the teacup. It's very British. You know, she's conveying her heritage. I think this is great. I think she does a really good job here. It's cute. It's cute. <laughs> it's cute. Now, Bosco, this is very... I mean, didn't Sherry Pie do this look? Well... Before the reveal. Came out as a thundercloud, didn't she? I think this is better than what Sherry did, definitely. Oh, absolutely. Because Sherry's was a bit kind of arts and crafts, but this looks more elevated and more like Marc Jacobs or something. You know, that roughly pink Marc Jacobs dress, but in, in grey. And it's a really nice shade of like slaty thundercloud grey. Um, so I really like it. And then the reveal into the sh- it's what into I like the about it. Sunshine, daisy yellow yeah. dress. Daffodil, yeah. But like neither looks like a reveal, which mm. I really I didn't when she came out, I didn't think it was a reveal. So top job there, Bosco. That's always a win. And then we also got to see the three queens come in, the early outs, the James Mansfield, Tempest, and Kimura. I just want to say that they, they all look stunning. Really, really good. They made the most of the time on the runway. Absolutely. I loved Tempest Gloria Swanson piece. I loved um, James's little nod to Shirley MacLaine and What a Way to Go because the costume design in that film is fantastic. Edith had at her finest. I do want to say that Kamora just looks bloody woman. I mean, she made Chartreuse look good. Right? How? How but, does she make that colour look glamorous? And again, she's wearing real Mackey. For God's sake. She like, is just a stunning piece of queen. If they just had a, a season of kind of like Queen's What Are Models... She's a shoe in. Tom, we've seen everything today. We've seen everything, dear. We've seen it all. Who, we've, seen it all. we've seen it all. Who's your winner? Um, it, it, I've just got a top three, and I can't really pick a winner between them. And it's Willow, Deja, and Angie, but I want to give it to Deja because I think she's worthy, and I'd love to see her get a win, and she deserves it. Yep, I agree. I think Deja... Although her runway was not my favourite. I think Deja needs to be at the top, and Jerry is at the top as well. And uh, I think the bottom will be... Orion. Orion will be in the bottom. I think Willow will be in the top. I think Georges is going to be in the bottom. Georges, Georges is... Georges may be in the bottom, yes. Georges I... may be in the bottom. Jasmine may be in the bottom. Orion, yes. And I think those are the options. I think, I think that the Dyer Camden... Bosco team was very like safe and they're going to be fine. I don't see any of them in the bottom, but they really, really were building a storyline around uh, like Orion being a bit delusional, um, uh, Georges struggling. Um, so I do think those are the clear bottoms based on performance as well. Actually, I think I want to see De- Deja get a win. I want to see Deja get a win. I really do too. Lady Camden could maybe be in the top two as well. Who knows? But I want to see Deja get this one. I thought Camden was fab. Yeah. I'd, yeah. Like, to, I'd like to see her get some recognition. Let's have a look. The winner this week is... Bosco. Um, how do we feel? I mean, I really like Bosco and I really liked her performance this week. I was just very, very shocked when Deja and Willow were sent to the back. They are the sleeping on Deja. They're really sleeping on Deja's going. I don't know why, because she's funny. 
Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of her look this week, but like she brings some great looks. And I just think she's a great all-rounder. I don't know why they're being mean to her. I understand not giving Willow another win at this point because it would make a, a complete two-horse race. Um, but still, Willow deserved a lot of praise for her performance. Um, it's fine. Like, I, I did say I enjoyed Camden, Lady Camden's performance and they gave her praise. And I did enjoy Bosco's as well. Who were the tops? Bosco, Lady Camden, and Angeria. Mm. I mean, Angeria was fab. Like, Angeria's killing it. There's just like no I'm two ways about it. I'm surprised that Deja her. wasn't up there with them. It, it does feel unfair. If that I was Deja, Deja at this point, I would I would be, I, uh, my mind would be going, okay, it's not for me. I would start. I would. I would start to Nina Benina myself. Yeah. I would start to be like, okay, do you know what? I actually thought last week I did good. I actually thought this week I did good, and I just don't think it's in the cards for me. It, and that's when mm, you start getting angry, and that's when queens start getting a bit like, oh, actually, I'm a. I I hope for Deja's sake that she's able to step away from that emotion, remember what an amazing queen she is, mm. and just continue to deliver. And ugh, I hate it when the show sleeps on queens like her. Yeah. But anyway, the bottom. Two queens are Georgia's and Orion's story. We agree. We pre-ducted yeah. that. Okay. As we pre-ducted. Let's talk about the lip sync. Well, Ally Saint Lead, you're all Georgia's her reveal. Oh that that outfit that was underneath. That is gorgeous. Is that when we knew it was over? When she because I was like, oh, can you dance you can dance in a mini dress like that, but I know she's a really dynamic performer. And then she took it off and I said, think oh, she, oh, oh, she's oh, I know what's happening here. <laughs> I could say, well, you know what? I, I think Georgia did win, but I do want to say, I mean, she was such a great dancer. She knows her yes. shapes. She knows how to look sexy. She knows what movements to do that actually complement her and her body. She's Remember, she is a petite lady, little she? firecracker. Yeah, mm. she was good. She used the whole stage. She was, she was, there was yeah. a lot of movement. Um a lot of awareness of that. But I do want to say this about Orion's story. My struggle with Orion's story is that she's always been like 70%, not not 100. And not 70%, with, 70% in terms of like how much she gives me mm-hmm. in terms of like power and in terms of like oomph. I, in this lip sync, I actually, this is a, the first time I've seen Orion's story in a different lie. She actually was fighting. And that makes me so upset because I wish that I saw this. Yeah, and and since day one, but, but remember, she, she's coming quite like mellow. Do you remember when she went home? She actually performed the house down boots. It was just a very very strong lip sync, and she she really is a bit of. She's also a great lip syncer queen. Like she combines like a bit of like you know conventional drag dancey split stuff, but she also does these quite like bitch like bitch butch chucking her arms around moves from time to time, like a bit rock and roll, like. Against another queen, Orion might have survived, but Georges was such a dynamo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it's KO. It's a knockout. I mean, our prediction is that Orion is going home and, and Georges... Well, let, Georges has won the lip sync. Let's also remember that Ryan has been home once before, so she's kind of under extra scrutiny. Yeah. You took a, you took a long inhale there like you're going to say something, no. and then you took it quiet. Yeah. <laughs> also, um... <laughs> That's all. I think that's the wine making me inhale at this that's point. That's all. Let's have a look. <laughs> and Georges is the winner of the lip sync. So she's staying. We say she goodbye to Orion's is. story. And unfortunately, she did not have the golden ticket. What a humiliating way to go. Just let me sink into my feelings. Don't make me open up a damn chocolate bar. You know, it's plastic as well. It's not even chocolate. They don't even get to eat it. 
They don't get to eat. They can't feelings. even eat the chocolate. They can't even eat their feelings as they go backstage. <laughs> like bloody hell. Torture. Yeah. Do you know what? If I was there and it wasn't true, I would say it's gold. I've got the gold <laughs> ticket. No, it's gold. It's gold. I'm. I'm. I'm going to the back of the room. I'm going to the back of the stage. Thank you. I'm, I'm not leaving. I'm yeah. not leaving. Um, do you know? Um, Orion, like fabulously creative queen, like such an imagination. Like I love her point of view. I don't think she was a great fit for this competition. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, like really look forward to seeing what she brings. She's in the uber flazer there. Oh, so Flazada. Oh, mm. um, but that's it. That's it for the week. Uh, what do we think? Yeah, it was all right. And we've got a construction challenge, actually. I can't even say it. Construction challenge. Okay, so that, Deja. That, Deja, this should, this should be for you. Yeah. Come on, Deja. Well, who who won the first ball? There were Willow won the ball. Willow can pull things together with hot glue. Willow should not have won that ball. But Willow should have, have a win. She should have a win. Willow was a, as a contender, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow, excited. Make sure you join us because we got uh, UK versus the world coming in a couple of days. Just a few days. So make sure you get, you, you get your fix. Why are we like, we've got too much wine into us. And, we really, really have at yeah. this point. Yeah. Sorry, We're guys, like stumbling. we are slurring. Yeah. <laughs> no, good. Guys, got I, hope, you. I hope you're slurring by now. Yeah. Like, I hope you have a glass of wine with us. The more you drink, the, the greater we sound. <laughs> so please, shot with us. We've got UK Roots of the World coming out in a few days. So make sure to get your fix of Season 14 now before that comes out. Mm-hmm. Two podcasts a week, if you're very lucky. The Spolo. And Dr. Sam. We'll see you guys very soon. Lots of love, guys. See you soon.